Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Separating fact from fiction. We're going to repeal it and replace it. And, and it'll be great health care for much less money. We can have the benefits that were promised to them without any change whatsoever. But if we keep kicking the can down the road, keep digging the hole deeper, burying that deficit more, that's much harder to keep that kind of a commitment. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Susan's calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. We are live today from WHNZ AM in Tampa Bay, Florida. I want to thank uh, Gordon Bird for doing this today, getting us in studio here at iHeartRadio. Uh, it's a great opportunity for us, and we love being here in Tampa where the weather is great. Joining me in studio today, Bob Myers and Amy Grace. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks. Great to, to have you, you both here again for our 192nd show. <laughs> <laughs> great to be back. I, 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 I just lose count anymore. We've done so many of these, but uh, they're always great, and it's an opportunity for all of you in the listening audience to learn um, as, we got our, as we have our guests in the studio today. We're going to be talking about um, COBRA, some of the issues surrounding COBRA, things you need to know. We're also going to be talking about things like what's happening with ACA, uh, the uh, Obamacare or the Unaffordable Care Act or Affordable Care depending on how you look at it. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. What is the impact of all of that on COBRA? How is that affecting COBRA? What are the issues behind it? There are a lot of moving parts going on right now. A lot of things in Washington that are changing at the Department of Labor, um, Health and Human Services, etc. So we're going to get into some of that. We're going to talk about the things that ITDM does uh, that can help you interact with that and deal with that. By the way, the website for ITDM is ITDM.com, ITDM.com. Our website if you want to learn more about the broadcast or the things that we do, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. You can follow me on Facebook. It's really simple. It's Carrie Hall. It's spelled C-A-R-Y. That's the easy way to do it. Hall, if you want to follow me on Facebook, the website, again, is americashealthcareadvocate.com. And you can go up there, uh, send me an email. There are videos up there, by the way, if you want to look at them on Medicare, um, on captive health insurance plans for employers, on level premium plans. There's a host of stuff up there and they're pretty short. They're like a minute, two minutes long, just to give you an idea so you can learn a little bit about it. Um, what's a level premium plan if you're an employer with like uh, five employees to, to say 50 employees, these level premium plans can make a big difference. All that stuff's on the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. All right, Amy, I'm going to start with you. There is a lot going on right now. Um, unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, I guess, um, ACA, in my opinion, is collapsing. It's only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. We saw premiums this year jump um, 50% or more. They've gone up every year. Right. The pool is shrinking. People are walking away. If you're not getting a subsidy now, we probably lost, I don't know, three, 400 clients this year, at least mm -hmm. on the individual health insurance side, because they simply couldn't afford the premiums. They were ridiculous. Um, you're getting a subsidy. It's a different sure, deal because sure. you're getting 50% of it, 100% of it, 90% of it, whatever it is paid uh, as part of the program. But so what, what do you see happening as a result of that as we move down the road? Well, I, I agree with you. I think the pool is shrinking. And in 2019, 
we have the individual mandate going away. So those people that you mentioned who are not getting a subsidy um, make make a little too much money. They are paying, but but don't make enough. They're paying extreme premiums, and it's so expensive that in 2019, when there's no penalty for not having the coverage, I think they're going to be quickly looking for other options, and and not agreeing to pay those those outrageous premiums. No, you've you've got you've got players in the marketplace right now, and this is not something I endorse, and I've I've spoken about before, and I'll just tell you, you know, you've got massive advertising campaigns by programs like Christian MediShare out there with the one eight hundred Bible number. Okay, that that's your prerogative to do that, but understand something: that's not health insurance. Okay, it, it, it now you can certainly do it, but that's basically crowdfunding is what it amounts to. Mm-hmm. So you've got people, you've got there's a huge advertising campaign. I hear it all over the country i hear i've heard it here in florida okay you know i hear it in kansas i was in illinois a week ago and was listening to their ads they're all over the place okay um, th- you know you, you need to understand what you're doing here people but the, the the overall point of this thing is this thing is collapsing it's collapsing rapidly it is and i think it's if you look on the positive side i think it's an exciting time because there are a lot of new ideas coming up um association health plans being Big expanded deal. Short-term plans being expanded, different states trying to form plans for different groups within the state that uh, lead to better rates. And, and I think we're going to get into this a little bit later, just the technological, the, the jump that we've seen with companies getting into the space and saying, okay, now it's time. How can we make this better? How can we make this more efficient and really boost the product that's that's out there and so yes i think aca is dying a slow death yeah but it's also exciting because people are in the conversation now and looking for well, they've got to do something alternative yeah something's got to happen something's got to happen in washington and something's got to happen and we're seeing you've named several things we'll get into some of that stuff bob what are your thoughts on all this oh i agree the i was just thinking when Amy was talking about that i the blind squirrel analogy comes to mind Mm. Um, there are some good things that have come out of the ACA. I mean, we've talked about it, the clinics that people well, have access to. The pre-existing I mean, condition thing. Right. Carriers should have gotten that right long right. time ago. Sorry, I don't have any sympathy for that. That should have been fixed. If that would have been fixed, there never would have been a need, and it would have taken away 90% of the argument to right. put this damn thing in place to start with, okay? So the so carriers those, those brought this on good. themselves right. to a large degree, and then they all jumped on and said, oh, we're going to make a fortune because it's all going to be covered by the government. Oops. Mm-hmm. The part they didn't figure out was the millennials weren't going to sign up. Eleven and a half million of them were sitting on the sideline going, we'll pay the penalty. We're not buying health insurance. So it didn't work because the young ones were supposed to pay their premiums, not file claims, right. obviously, because they're healthy. And that would take care of those of us that are chronologically challenged. Unfortunately, as so many times with things that government plans, it didn't go too well. But the fascinating part, and you know this because we're affiliated also with the SFOF group, State Financial Officers Foundation. Right. You're starting to see, on a policy perspective, more people take an interest in their health care, which is what, if sure. remember the MSAs that became HSAs yep. in, the, in the 90s into the 2000s? Yep. The whole goal of that was to get consumers to take control of their health care. Now we're seeing employers do it. You mentioned some of the products we're coming out with, with our enrollment eligibility system, our dependent audit system. It's really the data management for the employer and those records, just, just as we started with Cobra Guard, with Cobra Administration, it's the man- management and maintenance of those records and keeping up with whom you have, not necessarily what carrier from year to year, because as you know, that can change. All but the do time. you have those employer records and do you have those, the dependents? 
in, in your system? And do you know who's on which plan? Are you reconciling it? Are you doing dependent audits? Are you checking it? And so we're seeing employers go more and more in that direction. So, so I'm just going to isolate one of those things. Why is doing, and this is, we, we see, we do this all the time. Why is it important to have a dependent audit? Because people will stretch the truth to get their dependents covered under a plan. Let's say that there's, you're covering a trucking company and you've got a truck drivers. They're famous for this. And a truck driver meets a young lady. Don't, don't start gentleman. emailing me from your trucks, people. Okay. I'm not. I, no, I, I'm just, just using an example. I got a lot of truckers. They, listen, they, they, go, they, go they meet somebody and all of a sudden they say, you know, they're married. Well, unless the plan makes them produce the marriage certificate, are they really married? Are they Which, entitled to benefits under the plan? Right. They have every good intention, and they, they may, in fact, be in love. I mean, that, hopefully they the are. Issue. That's not the point. Yeah. The point is, should they be on that plan or not? And if the employer chooses, if you want to have significant other coverage, all you have to do is write a letter to the carrier. We do it all the time, and we have significant other coverage. If you want to call them your significant other and you want to pay for that, it's fine. But if you're not and you're specifically you know, not covering those people, there needs to be an audit so that people aren't gaming the system, and you're paying those claims, and here's the right. big disservice. So they put those people on, they let that slide, they let it go through, and let's say one of those people, that they do that, they have a premium baby. Now the premium baby has got a half a million dollar claim, you know, or they're a hemophiliac. Average hemophiliac claim for one year, juvenile hemophiliac, $1.5 million. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, $1.5 million. So there's a reason that there are rules, right. and it's to protect the greater good if that's not the way you designed your plan. If you designed your plan to do those things and to cover significant others, that's fine. But if you didn't, then it's not fine. And right. that's part of what you do in your data analytics. Right, and Amy and I were talking about it. Is, is your goal to make everybody happy on the plan, which really is not. I mean, yeah, it's a balancing act. No. Or is it to manage the risk? And you mentioned babies. That's the other place where we see it all the time. Uh, granddaughter, grandson comes in, pregnant, going to have a baby, has no health coverage. Put them on the plan. Put them on the plan. Yeah. If, if you don't get a birth certificate or certificate of live birth to figure out who the baby belongs to, that, that baby's going to get coverage. We're going to come back after the break. We're going to continue this conversation. You're going to learn a lot more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast. Across the USA, the website for the folks at ITDM, if you want help with COBRA, data analytics, any of this stuff is ITDM.com, ITDM.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break with more here on America's Healthcare Advocate. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer today, Mr. Gordon Bird. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're broadcasting live here in Tampa Bay, Florida from WHNZAM. We want to thank them for letting us come in their studio and being such great host guests. 
we're the guests, they're the hosts, but they've been very gracious to us. We're very happy to be here. And it's just great to be in Tampa where the weather is wonderful. They probably didn't get three inches of snow on Easter like we did in Kansas City. You two wouldn't know that, though, because you're never in Kansas City anymore. Well, every once in a while you do come back, Bob. But I'm nonetheless, back often by yeah, popular I, demand. You weren't there on Easter Sunday, pal. Trust me. The website for ITDM, we have in studio with us Bob Meyer, CEO and founder, and Amy Grace, attorney at law, ITDM.com, ITDM.com. Com. Uh, that's the website. We're going to kind of dive in a little bit here to some of the other things they do. I, we've talked in previous shows. We talk, we're going to talk about today some more, too, about the, the, this. You know, ITDM started out as Cobra Guard, and they've morphed into a, a bigger company now, but they still do um, all the Cobra management. That's where we send all of our clients. I don't care if they're five lives or 500 lives. They're, they, we, they go to... Uh, uh, to Cobra Guard, to Itedium, and that's where we get them set up because they do a wonderful job. They've done 7 million process, 7 million Cobra notices. Guess what? Guess how many times they've been fined or, or taken to court by the Department of Labor? Not once. That's a pretty good track record. So a, a little more about, you know, all the things that they do. The state of Ohio, the state of Kansas, North Carolina, Payless Shoes, St. Luke's Health System in Kansas City, the San Diego Zoo. They've got huge clients. They've got clients from us that are a lot smaller, but they've got clients all over the country. They, they do a lot more than just Cobra. So we're going to talk a little more about that. Why is this data management and risk management important now why is that important to you know amy talked about this in the beginning where employers are paying more attention you know when i came to do the state financial officers foundation when i was in quarterly and i was a keynote speaker that's the first time they ever had anybody come and talk about health insurance right. it's it was amazing to me frankly uh but why is why why you know why are they paying more attention now i think it's cost and Thank you, you. Know, you mentioned it earlier the baby boomers are you know, retiring at an alarming rate and medical costs are skyrocketing. Technology costs continue to increase. And so as, as we talked during the break, it's, are you trying to, are you trying to please your population and provide good benefits? You probably are, but are you trying to control costs at the same time? You probably are. You, well, the cost you, control not, is where the, yeah. you certainly should be. Yeah, you ought to be because your plan's not going to last. you're eating your lunch right. if you're not. Okay. Right. You know, and, and, and that's, that's a big issue. So I always say you can't manage what you can't measure. Correct. All right. So how to talk, talk about data management sure. and risk management. Well, the other systems we put in place, we talked about dependent audits. We talked about enrollment, open enrollment, eligibility. We've talked about in previous shows, passive enrollments are a bad idea. You need to account for all of your people. You need data on all your people. You need all the history of the data on all your people. And as, as your listeners know, we don't sell benefits. So I'm not here to sell you anything. What I'm here to help you do is manage the group that you have and keep the data accurate and keep their family members so that we know who had what, when they had it, changes, somebody gets a new job, your spouse takes a job, gets a new plan, comes back to your plan because they hate the job, they quit the job. All of that has to be monitored and accounted for because of ACA and because of different government programs, but mainly to control costs and to know where your population is and what benefits those folks have. I want you to go back to passive enrollment because this we see this all the time. Okay. It's horrible. We don't we don't we absolutely do not allow it. Yeah, it, but but I want you to explain what that means to the audience. So the sure. employers out there, you know, if if you know, you you've, you've sounds, got a small company or a large company, talk about passive it enrollment. It sounds so wonderful and yeah. so oh, we just love you. What happens is that open enrollment season comes up, your employer says to you, "If you want to keep what you have, you don't need to do anything." Well, your plan changed. The dynamics of the plan changed. The coverage levels changed. The co-pays changed. 
you may have gotten divorced or somebody died or you had a dependent age out during the year. There's a lot of things that change during a year for an employee. So it's a good idea for every employee to go through every open enrollment, as you know, to, to if nothing else, update your data. 25% of America moves every year. So one quarter of your population bought a new home or got a new apartment or changed their location. So to, to do a passive enrollment, you're just... In the data world, you're causing data errors and data issues that, when are you going to find them out? Two years later when you decide not to do a passive enrollment well, or never? So so drill down on that. So they moved, okay, and now you're managing the COBRA benefits. You right. don't know that, okay, and you send out the COBRA notes to the old address. There's no forwarding address. Well, Bingo. Here's what we right. do, though, Carrie. We're smarter than that. We've partnered with the United States Postal Service, and we get it electronically. So that piece gets forwarded to your new address, and we note it electronically. We receive that data from the USPS. But most people don't have that. No, That's I, a very integrated software existed. solution. I didn't even know it existed. Most people don't. But it's similar to when you look something <laughs> up on Amazon or Walmart, and you're tracking a package. It's a similar type deal, and the post office will integrate with your software. They won't do it manually. But the well, point and, is... And look, with COBRA, and even on the retirement side, if I can go there for a second, it is the employee's responsibility to keep their address updated right. in those records. So you're doing your employees a favor, not only by helping them make choices that fit with their situation as it changed over the year, but they're going in there and they're, and they're being forced to update their demographic and, and their address information, which is something they should be doing anyway. And it's a wonderful opportunity, as you know. I mean, we, we do compliance across the board. Right. It's a wonderful opportunity to get them to re-sign handbook changes, policy Which, changes, yeah. things like that at open enrollment to say, hey, are you aware that we changed mm -hmm. your, yeah, change your beneficiary and your life insurance or your, dis you know, what, whatever the case may be. Yeah, the other thing is, too, it, it, because it, it, and em, because employers hate this. They hate renewal. They hate having to go explain to the employees. We go and do the meetings. We get up. I don't care whether it's a meatpacking facility or a furniture manufacturer in North Carolina. That happens to be a client of ours or, or whether it's a, 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 an a, a, you know, a, a firm in, in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We, we get in front of the employees every year and we walk them through the process and we make sure that if they're declining, we have a six signature document right. that says they declined if they're changing benefits that's in there also the other thing that you're doing by auditing that and by having that stuff managed is you're protecting the pool absolutely because you're not carrying people that shouldn't be on there anymore that are incurring claims that do what at the end of the year push up the cost right. to the people that are still on the plan right right and, and then right. and bingo that, that, that's how you have big problems. And, and as you said, you're tracking those employers and their family members to where employees rather, and you're g gathering the information at open enrollment and you have a fingerprint as to who did what. It's not a question. It's you completed the enrollment. These are the plans that you took. We have a fingerprint through the entire system. We have every, every data keystroke that an employee does during open enrollment, which is invaluable. As Amy pointed out, when things change, it's also your it's also your opportunity as an employer to tell them what changed and why it changed. We were in one of our large groups. I asked them, I said, hey, did you guys ever put in voluntary in our software? They said, it's a funny thing. Yeah, you know what? We did last year, and our participation doubled, and we didn't have to do any enrollment meetings. I know most of the, the conventional wisdom is do enrollment meetings as technology no, changes. No, I don't like doing enrollment meetings because I see them as sales meetings. Right. And I would much rather have it up there, let the employer well, go up on, the employee you. goes to, yes, I want short-term disability. It's going to cost me $4. Yes, right. I want to buy the life insurance at 50000 We're only getting ten. Right. Yes, I want to have long-term. And, and you gonna, can sit shoulder you. to shoulder with your spouse at night and make those same decisions after you've had dinner. Yep. 
We're going to be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA, the website, itedium.com. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Lots of information up there, videos up there, lots of things for you to learn. Um, If you're interested in any of these issues we're talking about, the website, again, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, Mr. Gordon Bird, I'm your host, Gary Hall. We're broadcasting live from Tampa Bay, Florida, WHNZ AM kindly allowed us in studio day to come in and do this broadcast. We want to thank them. In studio with me, Bob Myers, ITDM CEO and founder, Amy Grace, attorney at law. The website for ITDM, if you want to know anything about COBRA, maybe you've got a, a fairly good-sized company. You've got 100 employees, 200 employees, whatever the case may be, um, and you'd like to have somebody doing this stuff. We're going to talk more about this voluntary stuff in this segment, but go up to the website. There's a ton of stuff up there. They've got wonderful customer service people. I told a story in one of our other broadcasts about we had a large client that was scared to death that did, did, did deal with the Cobra and, and, and had done it through another broker, and we said, we absolutely don't do it. They stayed, they said, we set up a phone conference. They sat on the phone for an hour, walked them through the whole thing, set the whole thing up and got it done. It, it went beautifully. So they've got great customer service people that walk you through these processes. The website is itedium.com. I don't care if it's Cobra, data management, enrollment, all of it, itedium.com. Go up to the website. It's all there. All right, let's go back to this because this is really interesting. I've got a client down in Illinois, okay, large client, 300 live client, okay, and they absolutely do not want and we don't do it, but they don't want us bringing in a voluntary benefits person to tell and sell voluntary benefits. Because essentially what winds up happening is it's a sales program. You've got some enroller sitting there next to the person going, well, you need to get this, you need to get this, you need to get this. What you just described on your platform where the employee can go home sit down with his wife or the wife can go home and sit down with the husband, pull it up on the screen, go, okay, honey, we can make, we can buy a short-term disability policy. It's going to cost us $5 because the employer is paying $10 a month. That's going to cover Even if I get pregnant, like a unum policy, I've got coverage under the short-term disability policy. Oh, that's great to know. We'll do that. Uh, Long-term disability, you know, 70% 70% of the people in this country don't have $1,000 in the bank in savings. I think that's the number, if I remember correctly. Long-term disability, what are you going to do if you fall off the ladder? Sure. Okay, clean the gutters, okay, and you're out of work because you cracked your head and not, and you can't, you don't have enough cognitive ability to go back and be an IT person or whatever it is you do. Long-term disability. Life insurance, this is a pet peeve of mine because men are stupid. Okay. I'm sorry people, but I'm just going to tell like it is. Men typically don't buy enough life insurance. Women, on the other hand, when we're doing life insurance, voluntary enrollment, it's the women that buy the life insurance on the husband, on their children, on themselves. But if you're sitting in front of a screen where you can see that, you can make those decisions together. Yes. You're right. Absolutely right. And, and you can fortify those decisions. If you're the employer, you can put videos in there. You can put whatever supplemental documents you need so that they have time to go through them. So that's the beauty you and I were talking about on the break. So they can use their tablet. They can use their iPhone. 
They can use their Android device, and they can sit in the comfort of their own home. They can read. They can educate themselves. And what we see is enrollment rates typically do go up. Okay, so go, think about it. You can also go to Google. So okay, if you've got a question about whether this is a good plan or a bad plan or how the company's rated or if it's or a good company. Reviews. Yeah, you can read reviews. So, yeah, all that support technologically is available now at people's fingertips. Why wouldn't you want them to use it? And because it, well, you, what was what was the difference in Kansas when they went on the when they, on voluntary? How much did it jump? Double. So we have, large, we have large customers who they double the amount of participation, and they also they clean up all that data. They get all the data cleansed from year to year because of all the changes that we talked about earlier that happened throughout the year. I moved. I got a divorce. I got remarried. I adopted a baby. Whatever whatever the case may be. And it's all there. And it's all and there. And that, that includes things like dental, vision. Sure. All, all of those things you, you are there. You can do with our system, as you know, we don't sell insurance. I mean, no, we rely on folks like you to take care to of that. That's important understand that. We are strictly a software company, so you could do pet insurance in there if you want to. You can, you, <laughs> oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> all right. You I knew can, you did a lot of things. That you, you can do wellness. You can do smoking cessation. You can do whatever telemedicine plans. Whatever is in your benefit package, we can handle. And the power of our system is that it becomes the employer's system. It becomes labeled as their system. They then use that system to manage their data. We're not, we're not giving them place. a system and telling them, hey, use this system until you stop using our stuff. We're giving them a system with the intent being, this needs to be your system and you need to use it year after year. And as Amy said, it's all your data in one place. And I want to go back to it. You can use this as long as you do our stuff. What, what he's saying there, for those of you that don't understand this part of this is, if you go on a carrier, let's say you pick a Unum or a Colonial or a Blue Cross or yeah, an United Anthem or whoever or it is, and you can use, they've got a platform. Yeah, but then what happens when you change carriers? Well, the beauty of ITDM is it's yours right. forever. We don't care who the carrier is no, from your you're You can change whenever you want. Yeah, you're Whenever it makes sense. Right. And so let, let's talk about that, too, because the planned benefit year, benefit to benefit, typically there are changes. There may be changes in copays, deductibles. There's always changes. Yeah. The changes in dental, vision, all these things. Well, okay, you've got a complete record of all that. Right. It's all there. You don't have somebody coming back in the human resource program. Well, I got to go to the file drawer and see, did we document that? Did we change that? Did they, get, did they sign the document? If it's all done electronically and it's all there on the on the screen and you can see it it's all filed you have all that data right we also do leave of absence billing we support retiree billing uh any kind of fmla billing and so and then the other communications package that we built into the system is it it'll send you a text message or an email to remind you hey you you were in here the other day you didn't finish your enrollment there's four days left in the enrollment are you only enrolled in three plans is that right the the user has total control over the communications that they want to do with their group they love it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they love it because it works. Sure. Yeah, and 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 the beauty of it is, it helps the employer, and it helps the employee. It helps the employer because the employer, look, you 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 know, you said this earlier. I mean, you know, what the employers are trying to do is they're trying to be good to everybody. Okay, mm -hmm. they're trying to do the right thing. Sure. Ninety nine. You know, it's funny. We did a survey. Um, when Obamacare first came out and, you know, AT&T, everybody's going to leave health insurance. We're all going to move everybody over to the, and I did, I went around the country and taught seminars. And then after the seminar, we put out a survey. How many of you employers, these were all CEOs, CFOs, were going to eliminate health insurance and would think about eliminating health insurance because of Obamacare? What do you think the percentage of ones that said they were going to eliminate it was? Oh, I, Take a than, guess. Less than 5%. Amy? I'd say yeah, 10. Zero. 
Mm. We didn't. And now these were not huge companies. And some of them had mm. 500 employees, you know, a thousand, whatever, sure. but not one. And we asked them why. And this will surprise a lot of you out there probably. They said because ethically, morally, mm -hmm. it wasn't the right thing to do. And number two, they couldn't keep their employees. Retention right. was a huge issue. So back to right. managing the data and offering people choices where they can make good decisions and not feel pressured in doing it. How much does that help the employer? And control your cost. Thank so you. So that you can do it again next year. Yeah. And the year after and so forth. And, and like you said, because I we get this, you get this question just like I do. What you know? What's the future of employer-based healthcare? That is the number one benefit that an employee has in that relationship. First number thing they one, ask after salary is, what are the benefits, the benefits like? package? Sure. Right. Number yeah. one, but yeah. it's the most. You break important out thing. a bunch of paper forms for them, and they're going to think, "Oh my goodness, you're back in the Stone Age." I mean, yeah. well, especially or, if you're a go through all this garbage and try to figure out what it is, <laughs> sure. yada, 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 as opposed to being able to go up on a screen, okay, here are the benefits. All right, I want to look at short-term disability. Right. What are they covering? How much am I going to get? How's it measured? Is it 66% of my salary? Right. How long does it last? What's the what's the, the, the period that I have to satisfy before I can enroll? Is it 14 days, right. seven days? And all of that's part of And you can do it on your, own, on your own time. Right, all year long. We keep that portal open for the employee so that they can come in and tell you of changes all year long okay so let's talk about that you can look minute. at your flex how much do you have left in your flex you can look at you know what dental plan did i take i'm getting ready to go get a crown or a filling what what medical plan am i on what are the all those documents will still be in there during the plan year the other part about that that's really important because i see these emails every day as kathy's sending them out is our new enrollees Right. When the new enrollees, just like you just said, Amy, come in, are you going to give them a stack, stack right. of paperwork right. three inches high? Right. Or are you going to say to them, okay, here's the deal. Go back to your computer screen here. You can do this at home or do it on your phone, whatever you want to do. Here's the, here's the website. Log in. Here's your login. Here's your username. Mm -hmm. Boom, you're good to go. And you've got a week or four days or three days, whatever it is. We need to know what you want here. What do you want? Okay, what, here are the benefits we're offering. Here are the choices. What is it that you want? And all of that's available at ITDM on your on your complete platform, right? Correct. It was well, and it sets the tone as an employer, a new employee coming in. You know, this is a company that is looking to the future, that is moving forward with everybody, because this is where everything is going. It's also a company that cares about their employees. Sure. The message it sends across nine times out of ten, because we hear it on feedback, is they, they really do care about their employees. And that's really important, especially for retention. All right, when we come back from the break, we'll talk more about some of the things going on with COBRA. We're going to talk about a couple of things that are happening with the states, Iowa and Tennessee specifically. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. The website to learn all of this, if you're interested in anything, maybe it's just COBRA, maybe it's the rest of it. The website is itdium.com, itdium.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break here on America's Healthcare Advocate. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain. Here on the HIE Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer today, Mr. Gordon Bird. I'm your host, Gary Hall. We are coming to you live at WHNZAM in Tampa Bay, Florida. Beautiful down here. We're happy to be here and very pleased that these folks let us come and use their studios today. 
Joining me today in studio again, Bob Myers, ITDM CEO and founder, and Amy Grace, attorney at law. We're talking about all things uh, ITDM, which involve data management, data collection, um, a platform for your employees to be able to choose the benefits they want and have great records and information. Talking about COBRA and COBRA benefits and all the rest of it, so pretty in-depth. There's a lot of information up there on the website. If you're intrigued by any of this, I don't care if it's just the COBRA part, go up to the website, ITDM.com, ITDM.com. They've got great support people. I know for a fact um, they are happy to help. Uh, they've also got a little uh, program out there called Cobra School. I got it. Right. Did, did yeah, I get it right? That's right. Cobra School. You can actually have, if you've got a human resource director, if you're a broker, we had uh, folks in our office actually go through this program. You get a little certification. It's pretty cool, but it teaches you an enormous amount about Cobra and it teaches you what you don't know. Okay. That, that's what we thought was great about it. So the Cobra School is part of uh, what you can do at ITDM, human resource director, broker, agent, support staff in your office, ITDM.com. All right, some kind of interesting things going on. There's a lot of movement in Washington right now. I think we're going to start seeing a lot of changes coming out. Um, Iowa and Tennessee, some of the states are taking the bull by the horns and kind of doing things themselves. So let's talk a little about what's happening here with those things. Amy? Well, and Carrie, like we talked about earlier before we went on the air, COBRA has been kind of quiet. Uh, There's not a whole lot of new legal developments with COBRA, but... If you look at what's going on in the states and you look at what's going on with ACA and you look at the the data piece like we've been talking about this whole show, I really think things are about to explode and things are going to be changing rapidly, even in the COBRA space with new notices that incorporate some of this um, changing, really changing healthcare world. Um, You mentioned Iowa, Tennessee, Idaho. These states are moving forward to put together plans that are non-ACA compliant. Yeah, they're red states and they're getting away from it because they it's are. collapsing. Yeah. They are. And Iowa and Tennessee are really looking at it from a Farm Bureau standpoint. They're putting together plans for farmers who, I know we've talked about it in another show, make a little too much. And so they're not getting the subsidy, but the premiums are the ridiculous and the deductibles are ridiculous. Or there's only one carrier in the whole state. Or there's one carrier. And they just added that by the way, uh, for this year as a um, reason why you don't have to pay the, the, uh, penalty. the penalty now if there's right. only one insurer in your state. So right. it, it's really, be- everybody's becoming aware of the problems with ACA, and it's generating some more options. Idaho, for example, came out and tried to do a more broad-based non-ACA plan options for people other than farmers and these specific groups, and CMS um, closed that down, but they're still, according to some stuff I read yesterday, they're still in talks saying, okay, well, that didn't work, but how could we do other options? So it's definitely going to happen. There are going to be other options, and uh, you just have to be ready for it because I think we're going to see this really quick change in 2019 when those pre- when those penalties go away. If these association it's plans gonna be like get the approved wild west, I think. Yeah, by the Department of Labor, the, the the Sun Life seminar that I went to the other day said 2 million enrollees in the first year. Sure. 2 million enrollees in the first year because what they're going to do is they're going to push away all of the 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 restrictions that ACA closed down associations mm-hmm. and they're going to say you can form an association specifically to buy health insurance which up to this point you could not do you had right. to have an association in place for two years it had to be for other reasons you could try to do a MEWA or some of this other stuff but it was all very and the com- other the other big piece that they changed was you couldn't be a solo practitioner um, 
and join one of these association health plans, you had to have employees. Now right. they're saying even if you're a one man shop or one woman shop and you you are the owner and the employee, you can join an association health plan. So that's huge too. So what's going to happen here, people? Two million people. Where do you think those people are coming from? They're all the people that are out there on those individual health insurance plans getting killed. And that's what's going to happen. We're going to run out of time here. But before we do, I want to go back to something. I want to make sure people understand this. Itedium doesn't sell anything. You are not. Software. In, so I, what I mean by that, no <laughs> health insurance products. You're not affiliated with brokers. And here's, so we reiterate do, we that. We don't do okay? third-party administration, so we don't compete with third-party administrators we service a lot of third-party administrators we can sell our software to third-party administrators or employers our our goal our reason for existing is to build software systems to support employee benefits management or risk management for for the employer and that's that's, that's what why you do. we're here that's what yeah. we do yeah and you do it whether it's cobra whether it's uh, uh, voluntary billing, benefits voluntary benefits all of it you you name it that's all part of it. It, it. And my point in making him asking Bob to reiterate that is this, people. Okay. So you don't like your broker and you fire him. Now you got a new broker and he's got a different set of systems. Okay. Or you change carriers. You're, you know, you're changing carriers. Maybe you're doing cost shifting, raising deductibles, copays, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, regardless of whether you're changing carriers, changing brokers, changing voluntary benefits. I mean, I've got a client right now that's unhappy with her voluntary benefits plan from the standpoint of the reporting. Um, and if we have to, one of the big impediments for us making a move is the nightmare of what's going to happen. When we have to change everything. All right. Well, if they were on this system, wouldn't have that issue. It's all in one place. Your carrier agnostic, your right. broker agnostic. And we report electronically to the carriers or to whomever you need to. That yeah. communications piece, and you just mentioned reporting. Our reporting, we have ad hoc reporting. You can build, our users will teach them how to build their own reports and grab whatever data they need to, to do their own analytics, to do their own uh, customization, if you will, and to figure out you know, how they can change those plans moving forward. And why is that important? Cost saving. Thank you. And and what's security, what's the, what, security what, of the data? What, what, did, what did the chairman of the State Financial Officers Foundation say in Coeur when he stood up from North Carolina and said, my second biggest cost in the state is health insurance? Correct. Yeah, it is not going down, people. It's going to continue to go up. The website is itedium.com for any of this. I don't care if it's COBRA, if we're talking voluntary benefits, you, you know, retiree billing, it doesn't matter. They do all of it. You can go to the website and get information. If you want to have somebody call you, they don't, it, they don't charge a dime for, to talk to you, do a consultation, tell you what it's going to cost to put this thing in place can make a lot of sense. Itedium.com. Itedium.com. That's the website. Thank you, Amy Grace and Bob Myers. Thank you, Carrie Hall. Thank I think you. this is the 199th show somewhere around there. Let's do more. <laughs> we, do. we will. We, we certainly will. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Now I'll leave you this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or we will surely perish together as fools. It's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Goodbye.